don't forget, it ain't the first 48, bro. It's 60 minutes, bro. You come at the king, you best the king not miss. I'm because I'm still calling them shots. And these lanes talking that bullshit, the same lanes that fly. Woo! You're now locked in this zone, zone 32. 32. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Zone 32 podcast. Specifically, episode 77, the Zeus episode. Orlando Brown Sr., the real Orlando Brown. Not that dude who eats chili spaghetti in Cincinnati now, and not that crackhead that, that was on that little Raven and shit back in the day. Let's, <laughs> let's not get into that. Anyway, we got a quartet tonight. But the redhead still ain't here. My name is Jake. His name is Drew. His name is Will. And introducing the man of the people, the Ravens fan. His name is Trippy. Say what's the fan, up to the people. Fan of the year. The fan of the year. Hey, what's fan going on, Ravens fly? I'm crying. We're gonna find out. We gotta. We gotta find a link and get people to vote for Trippy. We gotta spam their inbox with hundred percent. We need. We we need Trippy to be. The guy who who announces the draft pick because guess what? When you're in front yeah. of Mike Trippy, you can say Zone Thirty Two in front of everybody. You can say anything. Yeah, you want. yeah. they can't we stop you from do doing that shit. Want, that mic is live, man. That mic is live. Yep. I just need. Yeah, I, don't I, don't need zone, I don't need a, a Zone Thirty Two. I need it's not the first forty-eight. It's hey, hey, during the draft. Yeah. Well, that's a given. That's a given. Look, look, if yeah, I do mandatory. that. Listen, if I do that, I definitely got to come out with shirts, right? And I already got my plan. Like, every team, like, you rep your team, you can get the colors. You feel me? Because yeah. everybody probably going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Think about it. It ain't the first 48, 60 minutes. You feel Trippy. me? And I ain't got it. Trippy. 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 Do you, do you, do you, uh, have you, have you interacted with EDC Burner before? Fields? Um, not really. Right. I think I'm going to hook you two up. Point. I'm gonna hook yeah, you up. They, they used to follow me, but I don't know. I don't think he followed me no more. Right, no. I'm gonna hook you two up because he designs. He's guy. He, he well, he's a graphic artist, and he's mm-hmm. so he's got a t-shirt business too. So you two should coordinate because I, that that is a great idea. I'm he'd the first. I'm in. the first purchaser of that. So yeah, no, he he he'd be all in on that. Um, and he, so he th- that's that's gonna be an easy connection to make. You, you'll you'll oh, love this. You. All right, yeah, he's a good guy too. So. All right, good. I got a new T-shirt now because that's I'm buying that the second it comes out. Hell I don't yeah. care. Where, hey, I need it, it in a hoodie. I need mandatory. I need it in it a purple hoodie. Times New Roman shit. Yeah, just be Times New Roman says not the first forty-eight yep. is sixty minutes, and I'm buying that shit. So yep. That's even the XL, and I got it. Right, I'm definitely gonna come up with that. But yeah, anyway, in. let's jump into it. So week two went down. The Bengals, the Ravens went to Cincinnati and played the Bengals. The side of that bullshit last year that we're not going to get into because this was a happier ending with Lamar the Ravens went ahead and beat their Bengals 27-24 Burrow looked like shit Nelson Aguilar had his first touchdown of the season same with Mark Andrews Lamar threw some dimes out there one to Zay Aguilar led the team Aguilar led the team in in receiving too oh shit they go everybody who criticized that signing everybody who criticized that signing we won the game by three points Nelson Aguilar led the team in receiving and had a touchdown. So uh, say you're sorry, Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, shout, out to Nelly. shout out to Nelly. Yeah, and that and that Philly firefighter who was slandering him back in the day can shut the fuck up now because he caught that touchdown. But anyway, <laughs> Drew, let's let's get into it, man. Give me your thoughts on this momentous occasion 
Uh, from the first drive, it just felt like all Ravens. Uh, you know, you take the ball off the kickoff and go 13 plays, 75 yards in about eight minutes. It's just it, Bengals had no answer for us. Um, I think the score at the end was a little bit more, you know, made it look closer than it actually was. I never felt like at any point during that game that the Bengals really had a shot. I think that that kick return touchdown or punt return touchdown was horseshit. There was a block in the back. I have no idea why they picked up that flag. Uh, Gene Steratore's, you know, explanation for that was the dumbest thing I've ever fucking heard in my entire life. The reality is yeah, that we had a, He's the same dude who had that bullshit about the catches back with Calvin Johnson and Des Bryant anyway. Yeah, so he just, Gene Steratore's a fucking hack. It never makes any sense. But, I mean, we had a patchwork offensive line. They couldn't touch Lamar. Um, you know, Gus Edwards and Justice Hill looked great running the ball. Zay Flowers looked great catching the ball, as always. Mark Andrews looked great coming back. Nelson Aguilar had the touchdown catch. Odell looked great before he got hurt. Uh, even Bateman popped off a little bit. I would have liked him to be targeted a little bit more, but still, you know, again, looked like he was ready to go. Uh, Duvernay is probably the only guy on offense that I would have any criticism of because he had that horrific drop on a, you know, designed screen. Um, I mean, other than that, offense just looked great from start to finish. You know, obviously, I would have liked them to score more points, but, you know, 27 points against a uh, decent defense is nothing to, you know, turn your nose up at. And then the defense looked great, too. Rocky Sin had the play of the day with that fucking choke slam in the end zone on Jamar Chase. Yep. Um, I, had a nice little, I had a nice little viral tweet off that. So uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Rocky Sin. Um, I invited him. I drunkenly invited Rocky Sin on Zone 32, and he did not respond. So I'm a little bit angry with him We need, on that, tri- but, we need um, Trippy to ask him. <laughs> yeah. I told him yeah, that. I'm going to add some Sunday for you. I DM'd him and said we wanted to do a three-hour breakdown of him choke slamming Jamar Chase, and if you wanted to join us, and he did not, uh, did not reply. But regardless, you know, <laughs> shit happens. Shit happens. I would have happily sat here for three hours and just fucking watched that play on loop. Um, you know, Darius Washington being down now is not great, but he looked great during the game. Geno Stone had a fucking great game, other than not being able to, uh, you know turn right and not run out of bounds after he picked the ball off. That was really my only complaint defensively. Everybody else looked, uh, you know, very good. Clowney was all over the backfield. Um, you know, Ajabo didn't get any sacks, but he got some decent pressure there. Um, you know, Pierce, Matabike, you know, reach havoc up the middle. Patrick Queen, another great game. Roquan, another great game. Like, there's nothing but positive things to say about that game. I, I have literally no complaints. We just start to finish beat down to the Bengals, which is always fun. Yeah, my only complaint is uh, the the refs and that picking up the the block in the back because I've just never seen anything like it before. It They called the penalty properly on the field and then yeah. they just had a fucking circle jerk together and we're like, no, 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 it's cool. Uh, you can do that. Apparently today we're going to let that happen. So. And, you know, before we went we went on and started recording, uh, me and Drew and Trippy were talking about this. I don't know if it was on the uh, PSF broadcast or if it was just uh, shooting the shit, but that changed the whole fucking game. Really. I mean, like yeah. that made it made it way closer than it needed to be. Well, you add seven points to their score and all of a sudden it looks like it's a three point game. It was yeah. really never that close. And like we said, Justin Tucker missed a missed a kick, which rarely happens. Yeah, it was 59 yards, but it's also, you know, Justin Tucker, like you just don't expect him to miss kicks. Um, and even at the end of the first half, uh, there was, I think there was two or three holding calls against our offensive line three. that were really, yeah. it was three and, you know, just weren't, weren't holds that I would call. They, they, they looked like, you know, normal things that happen in the course of a play in the NFL. So right. again, and we're talking, you know, this could have been a, you know, 16, 18, 21 point win for the Ravens. Like it could have been a, a real beatdown. 
And I think the refs, I don't want to say bailed out Cincinnati, but, you know, they took advantage and, and got some opportunities from the referees there and took advantage of them. So I guess good for them, but they still lost. Joe Burrow sucks ass. Um, Terrible. That's At some point, we're going to have to have a real conversation about him being Jared Goff. He's got no fucking arm strength. He's got no mobility in the pocket. Um, pulls that <laughs> lame-ass lame, lame shit after the game of, oh, my calf hurts. He didn't start limping until there was like a minute left in the game. So right. Well, and okay. Yeah. So just to be clear on the on the Jared Goff comp, it's it is an accurate comp, hundred percent. It's accurate. Statistically, now, it's it's sound. Right now, there is hope for them because Jared Goff has. It's like it's an upside down bell curve. Like he started out high and then he went down and then he's come back up. But with that being said, Joe Burrow just got paid two hundred seventy five million dollars. So. uh He's no matter what he does. That, he's not that was the that. start. Of, that was the start of Goff's fall off in you know San Francisco yeah. or San Francisco, Jesus, um, in L.A. with yeah. the Rams. Yeah, yeah, it was in St. Louis Rams in San Francisco, but you know whatever. Um, it, that that was where shit started to go down for him because they started to not be able to pay people around him. And we were talking about this, I think, on PSF and before this. If you take T. Higgins away from Joe Burrow, that offense is in a lot of trouble. Big time. They don't have a good line. Again, they paid Orlando Brown a shit ton of money to be a fucking, you know, furry butt plug wearing freak on the sidelines and just, you know, <laughs> do weird shit. Like, I mean, again, you want you want to fucking lock that guy up to be your franchise left tackle, go for it because he's a fucking turnstile out there. He looks like he gets beat like a drum every game. Um, they cut Lael Collins, which, you know, I don't know. I thought he had talent. He didn't look great there, but he was also coming off an ACL. They really just don't have much there on the line. Joe Mixon's fallen off again. You know, maybe shooting your neighbors in the offseason doesn't, you know, translate well to uh, playing well during the year. I don't know. Uh, just... Oh, oh, firing guns at children uh, doesn't yeah. work out well for you? Oh, weird. Yeah, you know, maybe it's a little karma coming back to get him. But, I mean, he's looked – he hasn't looked great for, you know, two years now. And that's typically what happens to running backs like him who are a little smaller and build and, you know, get the shit kick out of him for a couple years. Like, he just doesn't look like that guy anymore. I I think they're in trouble, you know, and I'm I'm loving to watch the downfall because their fans are finally coming to the realization that like we had our window there and we fucking blew it. Well, I guess Trippy was Trippy, Trippy was there on Sunday, so I mean I'm sure he saw the fucking despair in person that yeah. we've seen that we saw online. I, I I have a question. Yeah. To ask. Was was the was the Bengals' success actually a result of Eli Apple being on the team? Maybe. Maybe, maybe he was the glue that held that team together. Everybody yep. made fun of Eli Apple, so it, you know, um, shielded the rest of the team from criticism. Well, Nobody and, really and, saw their flaws. Yeah, and Trippy, I, I know you you are an avid listener, so you probably heard this last week, but I, I put this theory out there. I think Joe Burrow's heartbroken because he lost out on Livy Dunn. <laughs> hey, was that on? Was that on the podcast or was that on the show? No, that was on the podcast. Okay, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah it was on the podcast. I think I think Joe Burrow thought. He was going to uh, he was going to land his sugar mama, Livy Dunn, who who at the time was making more money than he was, and she chose the number one pick in the MLB draft, who's who's going to be a fucking stud and and dwarf Joe Burrow's uh, career earnings and probably dwarf his success as a professional. Zone thirty two. Zone thirty two does not have a great track record of predicting MLB pitchers' contracts. So listen, don't put that on me. So. No, no, you don't have. Um, you don't have. No, zone thirty two. <laughs> I don't. I'm not. I'm never wrong. I don't miss. I'm just saying. It's on third two missed on that one. But so. no, I think. I think Joe Burrow. Uh, you know, had his sights set on Livy Dunn, and she uh, said, "No, nah, I'm good. I'm going to take this this real stud over here. You can go back to living in Cincinnati, where I never want to step foot 
And so Trippy, Trippy, you were there. Did they change the name to Zacor Stadium during the game, or is that something that they're going to be doing like next week? Shit, I don't know, but I I saw that post though, and I definitely liked that. I wish I would have uh, thought about that while I was at the game, while I was trolling them fans. I stole it from Mina Kimes. Um, so she 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 posted that. So I was like, yep, I'm definitely leaning into this shit. Uh, yeah, it was, I like it was a great. Yeah, I mean, he again. We we you know there are there are players that. Like Grant and I rarely agree on if somebody's good or not. And him and I were, you know, pounding the table for Zay Flowers all offseason. That guy is everything is advertised. Yeah. Not, 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 not enough good shit is said about Zay Flowers. So just got to keep uh, keep pumping that guy's tires. He, we he, well, okay, so we, we, we have uh, so, okay, let's let's just in, in terms of like raw talent on this team, Lamar Jackson, number one by far, right? Roquan yeah. Smith right up there with him. Um, you know, we got Ronnie Stanley's probably a top five left tackle in the league. We have uh, Mark Andrews is a top two or three tight end. We got uh, Marlon Humphrey is a top five cornerback. Zay Flowers, from a talent perspective, now you can't put him in the top five because he's played two games. But from, from what we've seen, he catches everything. He makes guys miss more than so he leads the league in, in missed tackles. Um Zay Flowers is like legit could be a superstar wide receiver in the NFL. It, it's tough to say he's got top five potential just because there's, you know, like the Justin Jeffersons of the world that are out there and there's a lot of great wide receivers, but he's got game breaking talent. Yep. There's no way to deny that. Like he, he is a legitimate game changer. He's a guy who, okay. You know, the team uh, and, and we know this, the team made efforts to sign Lamar as soon as he was eligible to be extended, right? Like after year three, they need to do everything they possibly can to re-sign Zay as soon as he he becomes eligible for an extension. They need to do that, lock that in, because, uh, you know, they've never hit, you know, the best they've ever done hitting on a wide receiver in the draft is Torrey Smith. And I like Torrey Smith. He's a local guy now, too. I see him around sometimes. Um he was good. He was not he's a, exceptional. He's not Zay. No, right. Yeah, he's a, Zay Flowers is far and away, player. far and away, the best wide receiver they've ever drafted. And finally, a, a first round wide receiver is immediately showing them why they they invested that type of draft capital in him. So, like, and you know, hopefully Bateman like continues to progress, but like he's just not at the same level as Zay after and Zay after two games, just as a first round pick, it's, well, it's like, no, it's night no, and day. Like, you, you can't even, it's not even fair to Bateman to compare him to Zay Flowers. Cause he just doesn't have that ability to make guys miss that. Zay no, has. They're totally different players. And, yeah, and I they're think totally they're actually, players could, and there could be complimentary players. Yeah. They could oh, be definitely complimentary yeah. for sure. So I think I, 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 I'm in no way am I trying to, to make a, a negative statement about Bateman, but I'm saying Zay is a guy who immediately has showed you you made the right choice taking him 22nd overall. Like you, okay, let's on the other side of the coin. Like the Giants took uh, Kadarius Tony at 20 a couple years ago and traded him two years into his rookie deal, and now he's just as you know much of a kind of a malcontent flop in Kansas City as he was in in New York. So like you can miss on a wide receiver in the first round really really easily, especially a guy. Like Tony, I feel like Tony and and Zay are kind of like coming out of college, probably similar. Tony's got that same skill set. Yeah, yeah. Tony's got that same skill set to make guys miss, but he can't get the ball in his hands because he either doesn't catch it or doesn't get open. Whereas Zay can run routes and Zay catches the ball when it's thrown to him. 
His route running is insane. It's crazy. Bro, yeah, Zay, look, Zay is crazy. Like on that play, Nelly scored on. Did you see Zay footwork? Like how he just had the corner looking crazy. Like no, he just he did. I gotta go back and like, look at that. Yeah, go go look oh, at yeah. that play and just watch Zay. It's it's probably like it's probably like a like I say like five seconds though. But just look at Zay real quick before they yeah. start. Nelson Nelson play. Nelson got open faster, which is why he got the ball to score that. But Zay Flowers would have scored a touchdown if you know Lamar had waited two seconds to throw it to him. Can we yeah, just talk exactly, about yeah. even the okay? The, the route that Nelson Aguilar ran to score that touchdown, just the 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 route concepts that were in play on that play, which was just like it's it's so refreshing to watch this. As and a, it's, funny it's, totally it's funny. Oh my it's god! Because they so weren't beautiful. even that like they're not even that crazy of route concepts. No, no, like, no. They're, but they're, it's they're, not that it's crazy. It's just like it just makes work. sense. Yeah, it they fucking work. makes yeah. sense. They make sense. It's not, you know, eight guys standing in the same spot of the field. Like they, they fucking work and there's space and it's fucking wild to see it. You know, after Greg, Greg, Greg Roman, you know, again, like we, I was very hard on him and probably unfairly so in some cases, but like that man just schemed guys in the same part of the field all the time. And he always ran that dumbass levels concept where somebody would overrun an out route and, you know, two guys would overrun, you know, underrun their corner routes. And they'd end up within three yards of one another. And that just doesn't happen with Todd Munkin. Even, you know, Munkin was running bubble screens and, you know, play action to throw guys off. Like his offense is just like, it's fun to watch. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, maybe the, I'm I'm sure there's Roman apologists who will look at like the yards per game and stuff like that and say, oh, this is not all that different. But just watching how we score those points and how guys get open. And it's not like we're rushing to the line of scrimmage. It's not frustrating to watch. And I was always mad when we were on offense before because Greg Roman would inevitably call a play or not call a play fast enough or we would just, you know, get a delay of game or something would happen on offense that would just fucking irritate me. And that just hasn't happened with Munkin yet. It's it's so, a great breath of fresh air. There were people – okay, so there were people who were pointing out after week one that there was some spacing uh, – mm-hmm. Prob- problematic spacing issues uh, in week one at times. But I, you know, I think when you're in week one with a new offensive coordinator and a whole, basically like an overhauled wide receiver room, uh, the spacing issue, and also Mark Andrews wasn't out there. So, you know, we don't have kind of the leader of, of the, of the receiving group. Um, and it was like two plays for the entirety of a game versus right. two plays of drive. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it was different levels to it. Yeah. Well, and it's understandable. You come out week one and there are some, some miscommunications or confusion or whatever. And you, you have spacing issues on some route concepts. That's fine. But like that, I believe is fixed. It's in the past because what I saw in week two was people running free. The defense was having to account for basically every receiver, which was not the case under Roman. It was basically like, you could play zone all the time, all the time. And you knew exactly where to sit. Uh, the only place Lamar could complete a pass was directly over the middle of the field. And now it's just like you, you there's n- it, you cannot predict what's coming from the Ravens. Offense. I mean, Lamar has has essentially killed that he can't throw outside the numbers narrative now. And it's because he has route concepts that get open outside the numbers, which Greg Roman could never fucking scheme up. Right. Well, and, and have you, we have we mentioned that Lamar is uh, like one percentage point behind Josh Allen, of all people, for most accurate passer this season. So I, I saw a comment under that. Did they count those completions to Jordan Whitehead as completions for 
Josh Allen to boost his numbers. I mean, he was throwing to him clearly. So yeah, they had to. <laughs> yeah, they they had to. But I mean, it, and there was an individual I don't fucking remember Zat, or otherwise I'd make fun of him directly. Paul something who was like, "Oh, it's too early to be talking about how Lamar's the second most accurate passer." But the reality is, like, it's been it's been two weeks, and the guy doesn't fucking miss. Right. Well, and it's like he he okay. The guy you're talking about is a baseball guy. Fuck. He's not Sorry. a baseball guy either. He's not a baseball guy either. Um, Gunnar Gunner Henderson just grounded out, so my my oh, my, my oh, parlay's man. dead. Oh, that's shocking. That's shocking. Tristan Castle. He's a baseball guy. So um starting out your first two games at and okay, if Lamar had started out the first two games at like eighty five percent, then it's fair to say like, oh, this is unsustainable. He's passing at seventy four point five or seventy four point six percent, something like that. And that is also, I think, unsustainable. But dropping from seventy four point five to seventy one percent, or seventy percent, or even sixty nine percent, is a huge jump. His his as career a, his career completion percentage is sixty three point six percent, I believe. Okay, so a, as a fan, that ten percent difference to me is that ten percent of the time before Lamar would be forcing a ball in a double coverage to Mark Andrews because, like, he'd be panicked and a play wouldn't develop. And or half the receivers fucking, were sitting on each other's shoulders. Yeah, or he'd be, you know, forcing some fucking unnecessary deep shot down the field to Duvernay because Greg Roman ran, you know, a fucking play action play where he blocked eight and nobody was getting open. So, like, it, it's how he's gone to that 74%. And the fact that, like, the offense looks fluid, he looks ma- comfortable making all those throws. The guys he's throwing to are open. If the ball drops incomplete, it's because it, it, it's like, a, oh, wow, that was weird. That doesn't happen too much. So I, I don't know. It's again, he can be a baseball guy. He can be a fucking, you know, negative Nancy all he wants. I think it's funny to post the uh, Ravens are in sole possession in the first place thing because it pisses off Bengals fans, not because it actually matters two weeks in the season. But right. like Lamar, the way that Lamar has gotten that 74 percent completion percentage is just like the offense is so much more efficient now and it just looks so much better. And it's like the stats back up that, you know, the eye test there. And so that's why people are tweeting it. And, you know, so you can go back to uh, bitching about how Anthony Santander allegedly hasn't hit a ball hard since the all-star break and dumb shit like that, if that's what he wants to do. But yeah, <laughs> I don't mean to, I don't mean to bury the poor guy, but like, it was just a fucking stupid tweet from him today. I like how Trippy's laughing because he knows exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hey, there, there are, I'm all for being negative when it's, when it's needed, but like, that was just stupid. Just, just shut up and enjoy the ride. Uh, yeah. Point. I feel like Jake does not know because Jake isn't uh, uh, super tuned in on Twitter, but he's also definitely like this guy is way more of an Orioles Twitter guy than a Ravens Twitter guy. Yeah, but even okay. his baseball takes are fucking atrocious, <clears throat> if we're being honest here. Like, I've only ever seen him when he tweets dumb chicks. I don't follow him because I don't care about the Orioles, but like, they're just fucking atrocious. Like, just stop. Just close on the account and go be fucking miserable somewhere else. I'm all about positivity on Twitter this year. I'm, I'm turning over a new leaf. You're, you're, you're living by trippy shirt. Love your enemies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, again, I, I, I do need a, a first 48. You know, it's not the first 48, 60-minute shirt. Like, I, I definitely need that in my wardrobe. We, so. You know, we, we got to co-brand that with Zone 32 on it, too. I don't even care. Like I said, like, if you just fucking take block letters and put it on a white T-shirt, I'll buy it. So Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, jo- I mean, I mean, yeah, Drew Drew is is a fashionista, obviously. So oh, I got I got polo T-shirts in my, in my you know, closet right now. I mean, yeah, I know, I know that, I, I know that shirt you have though, right? Is that, is that a Mo, Mo Gab, 
Mo, Mo Gabs? Yeah. 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 I, I bought um, a couple of years ago. They were raising money for charity and they bought all those cutouts for Mo. Yeah. I got, uh, I got yeah. one of them too. Yeah. 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 I mean, it was more that I was just like, oh, this is a great place to give money to. So I'm a sucker for giving money to anything for. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I didn't like. Yeah. yeah. They were like, hey, come pick up your uh, cutout if you want it. Like, uh, I don't need a Mo Gabba cutout at my house. I just wanted to give money said, to the yeah. cause. Yeah, they emailed me. They're like, "Are you going to come pick this up?" I was like, "You can give it to some charity or something like it." I didn't do this because right. I wanted a mocap a cutout. Like I did it because you know you're raising money for a good cause. Right. T-shirt I wasn't for- even necessary for that either. I forgot that you had the cutouts at the stadium. Well, that yeah, was that awesome. was a, the COVID, the COVID year was wild. Yeah, that well, was I, a crazy year. You know, the, the my favorite thing is the Ravens still have Mo a different color in the end zone in the Baltimore right. end zone. Yeah, I mean that was the that was the right move. They did it the first time. I was like, oh, this is cool, and then they kept doing. It. I'm like, ah, I'm I'm done with that. That's it. Yeah, you know, it's kind of shit that sets the Ravens, you know, front office apart. Is they are in touch with the community and they do continue to do things that people like, like that. You know what I mean? They're they're they care about people. So that's what you hear from every player that leave that you know that retires or even that goes to another team is that the the Ravens are a, like a family oriented organization. Do so. you see the uh, Do you see the Judon story? So apparently somebody left Judon's wallet on top of a car. Mm, mm-hmm. um, and then he videotaped himself. I'm, I'm assuming it was 95, walking down the side of 95, like finding his wallet. Either 95 sure or Route 1, right? Yeah, I'm sure the Ravens would have sent like fucking an army of interns out there to scour that down for him because like they care about their players, whereas the Patriots don't care about their players. They would have called up Greg <laughs> Roman like, hey, man, we got something for you to do. I know you're not, yeah. you're not busy. They'd have been like, hey, there's a McDonald's off of exit 12. If you go find Judon's wallet, you can buy yourself a McDonald's with this credit card. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Greg Roman just stays catching strays, but, yep. you know, just deserves it, but still. I mean, yeah. it's gonna be, I mean, it's sad. It's going to be like that for, like, the rest of the, you know, the whole, like, the rest of the season. Yeah. I mean, it, the it's not his fault they kept him for too long, too. Like, I struggle with that. Of Like, I said a lot of awful shit about Greg Roman on the internet, but, like, if I was in his position, even if I was terrible at my job and they're paying me millions of dollars to do it, like I'd, I'd be like, I wouldn't like resign out of some kind of pride and be like, yeah, keep fucking paying me, please. You know? Oh, and, and we, we've also said uh, countless times that I would like to hang out with Greg Roman at a bar. He seems like a cool dude. I have no interest in hanging out with Greg Roman at a bar. He'd take too long to we'll put in the drink order. You know, he'd fuck something <laughs> up like that. So. Poor spacing at the bar. He'd probably sit no, there. Well, you know what's crazy, though? We got to get that set up. Yeah, you right. And Drew, well, I mean, we gotta go to a bar with Greg. We gotta try to set that up. T- can you I mean, imagine? Greg, Greg, that would break Greg the internet. The first. Greg was one of the first people to you know show you love from a coaching oh, staff. Oh, by the way, by the way, yeah, he hold was. On. Something just popped in my head. I'm I'm gonna tease it. I got a big big thing coming. Big thing. Little little okay. collaboration. Okay. I reached out to someone. I noticed they that somebody notorious uh, on oh, Ravens Twitter. Or not on Ravens Twitter, but within Ravens Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, yeah, uh, is going to be uh, in a, in a place where I have access to them. So I reached out to them and said, "Hey, can we link up and uh, you know we got to we got to settle something?" And they were like, "Yeah, let's do it." So uh, within hey, he's, a good, month, he, he's a good guy too. I've talked to him privately about now. It, so I will uh, say this: I'm going to put this on the record now. I have to get out ahead of this. I am a completely average sized. Drew's met me before in real life. So like you I'm I'm a, a, short. I'm I'm exactly the I'm the exact like median height, weight, shoe size. I'm just like the most average size person in the world, okay? 
the person who I'm going to be meeting up with is grotesquely like tall. Okay. So I'm going to look like I'm a a midget when I meet this person. And, and, but what I'm doing is we'll refuse. We'll refuse to take a picture with just me because I towered over him by so much. I have several pictures with just you. I have several pictures with just you and they're posted on the internet. That's not no, true. It there is. True. Not true. I took a Thank picture you. with you, Spencer, and Jake. Jake, Jake is like eight feet tall. Yeah, I was shocked by that. Jake, Jake Locke is like six eight. Should be in the NBA. Yeah, and and uh, Spencer is not short. Spencer's probably six one, and you're six three. Yeah. Yeah, and so I'm five ten. Fully. Will I have to stand? Will I have to stand on a uh, step stool to get in that picture? There's the pictures out there. My feet—you can see my feet in the picture. All right, there's the, there's no misrepresentations made. I've never claimed to be tall, I've not, but I'm also not short. I'm just an average sized guy. All right. That's sort of that's sort of the trippy. Short people I try, I've been trying to size you up in pictures. I think Trippy's probably about my height, maybe like an inch taller. No, he's tall. He's tall in no, I'm probably like five eleven. That's like what I just buck, said. Like, like a yeah, I was gonna say Trippy's like. I was gonna say Trippy's like six feet. So. He's under son. He's a humble guy. Well, he, look, it, he was just funny. Want... Look, it was funny because when I took that picture of Hassan in front of uh, Zaycom Stadium, you know, that's what we're going to call yeah. it. Um, he was like, damn, I look tall. <laughs> like, it was just yeah. funny, though. Like, but yeah, I, I mean, some pictures I look tall, but when some people meet me in person, they'd be like, damn, you. I mean, I ain't never say I was tall. You know, I'm just, you know, an average size. You're an average size guy. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Trevor, Trevor's an actual average size guy. Will's, Will's tiny. It's fine. Well. This is bullshit. Drew's met me. I'm a completely <laughs> average sized guy. Fortunate. Fortunate. You trying to say my man Will a midget? <laughs> Trippy. Kind of, here, here. All not, you need not, to know is this. Keith Brown. Me, uh, so standing next to Lacey, I had like a half an inch on Lacey. No, you didn't. Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Then. No way. Okay. No way. Well, there's a photo of that. She was definitely taller than you. No, that's not true. I'm going to go dig that up. She was taller than you. You don't have to dig it up. I'll, uh, I'll put it on the screen right now. Bitch. Yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> I've called Will old for like three years since I've known him and doesn't face him at all. I call Will short and say, like, I'm average. I'm not short. Leave me alone. I am, though. I'm just like a to- totally average guy. I just, I don't know what you want from me. Yeah, five eighths average and your average is like, I'm not five. You're, eight. Not, you're not Kip Smithers short, so it's okay. I'm not five eight. That's, that is a lie. <laughs> Five seven, <laughs> not, not, five six. Go in the wrong direction. Uh, I'll, give, I'll, give, I'll five, give you like five ten, five ten. I'll give you yeah. five eight and a half. Right, also, anybody who's anybody that's anybody who's short anybody who's shorter than me, they could be. They could tell me they're five one, or they could tell me they're five ten. That I wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> that's, not, that's, that's just uh, that's just I have no height perception of people that are shorter than me. So uh, you have we'll, said this we'll, recent. You've said this recently that you you can't tell like people's size. I have no. Yeah, I have no. Unless they're like eye to eye with me, I have no ability to tell tell somebody's just totally lost on me. I have no idea why. I just was not given that uh, that ability at birth. And it's funny too. Is my dad's probably like five eleven. So I'm you know like you could tell me the same height as him, or you know you're three inches shorter than him, and I wouldn't. What the not, fuck. And, <laughs> what, Will's mad because Lacey's head's higher than his in this picture. No, no, no. I'm looking at all my pictures, and I don't have the picture with Lacey. Wow, that's shocking. The, the evidence has magically disappeared that you're shorter than Lacey. Magically scrubbed from the internet. Yeah, magically Shame. just doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. That's crazy. The one picture that could you know back up everything that I said doesn't exist anymore. There's, there's a picture know. with me and Lacey in it. You're not in it. You, I think you had left. Probably. Yeah, but you guys were all hunched over a microphone or some shit like that. 
Yeah, I had to go in and buy beers at the stadium and, you know, take take advantage of the club level. It was just a smart move by me. Vet, veteran move. Hold on. I, I, I'm going to figure this out. You guys keep going. Man, I don't know who yeah. we need to talk to, but we need some Gatorades at the bank. We need Gatorades yeah, see, I, at the bank. See, you know, when I'm at the bank, it's all about the beers. Um, they got rid of that Sunday's Best there, though, which was depressing. That, that was my go-to. The uh, the one in the purple camo can, the beer, but they don't see, have I, Flying Dog. See, I ain't, I ain't no big beer fan, but when I do, I like the cause, like, you know, because by the time I get right. in the stadium, you know, I, I, I like the Patron, so I like the, you know, I drink as much as I can before I go in there, but then I get a beer and I, you know, I feel real nice, but. It's good to know you're a Patron guy. I'll, I'll, I'll bring you some when I come to a game this year, if, that, if that's your uh, go-to. Yeah, that Blue My Moon, I, I would never drink Blue Moon again. I had a bad no. experience. No, never again. Yeah, yeah I usually go with the wild card game against the uh, Chargers. Oh, that was a rough. That was a yeah. rough day. Yeah, look, those eight, eight, those eight o'clock stats are bad for me. Look, I went to the. I think this was actually my first time going to be more around town tailgate. What happened was, I think it was that the season. I, I think we won the. Uh, what did we win the North? I can't remember what happened. All I remember we was playing the Browns, and I was trying to rush back to my seat, and it was this big dude. My man Josh, he real cool now. I think he's from Boston too. He um, you know, he ten and I'm running down, he elbowed the shit out of me. Boom. Damn they almost knocked me out. Found me on Facebook, like, hey man, I got an extra ticket. So you know me, I'm drinking the, the blue moon or whatever it's called. You <laughs> walk into the stadium. I just say, Go ahead, Josh, keep walking. I'm behind the car, throwing up. I felt so embarrassed. He's like, You good, man? And I felt good at but I told myself I never drink a blue moon again. That shit wasn't right. Yeah, right, so yeah, I, I like the evidence is about to the evidence is about to be overwhelming that I was exactly so. Just wrong. so hold on, hold on. So it took Will that long to find the evidence because he had to go into his little Photoshop app and shrink Lacey. No, no, I oh, went through. Man. No, no, I went through all my pictures and then I had to go into my DMs with Lacey to go find the picture. So hold I on. had to, you know, I just had to get out in front of this and let people know that you're uh, not trustworthy with photo evidence. You claimed I was in Baltimore. You claimed I was in Baltimore while I took a video of myself driving down Route One. Yep, here it comes. There you go. Oh damn, that, look, that looks fake. Just being honest here. I mean, y'all look about the same height, right? But look yeah. where my feet are. See how I'm standing closer to the camera, which would mean you would look so, taller because uh, you're closer to the camera. No, 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 no. So she's no. taller. So she's taller no. than you. You can clearly see that my body <laughs> is longer than her body. But look. All I'm saying I is I'm, I'm 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 not saying I tower over. I'm saying I'm a half an inch taller than Lacey. Well, That's- well, why is that in Photoshop? It says Adobe Photoshop at the top. No, it doesn't. Why? It says photo. It says preview. <laughs> That's how it opens on a Mac. That's how it opens on a Mac. That pretty clearly says Photoshop. Why does it say it continue editing? Well, what am I missing there? This is bullshit. <laughs> everybody, everybody can see the same thing you can. You liar. Oh God. You're trying to make me out to be uh, Beckett or a, a, a uh, Kip Smithers. Nope, not today, buddy. You've met me in real life. <laughs> Nobody knows that. Nobody was there, nobody was there to witness that. Who will? I, I mean, will, I can put, um, I put the picture of me and you oh, up right now. Yeah. So look, when, y'all, like, when, y'all, when y'all go to games, do people be coming up to y'all like, hey, I'm such and such? Or they don't really recognize I've had, them. again, Trippy, I've had probably a thousand people online tell me that they're going to murder me if I set foot in Baltimore. I've only had like three people come up to me and they were all nice, so. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the amount of, well, yeah, you're, you're, a little, you're a little bit more um, recognizable than I am. So yeah, it's you, hard got your to go on. you got your name on the back of your shirt. It's, it's right. hard to miss it's, you. You're right. It's hard to miss me. Actually, yeah, actually you know, first, 
You know what's funny about that though? Because you know we just played the Bengals. The dude Zim that's on Twitter. You know he oh, came yeah. to the game last year. Here, yeah. Dev yeah, chased him out. Dev chased look, him out. Right, but look, he was hiding though. Nah, I mean, and I was telling him like, bro, you ain't had to hide. I mean, I wanted to see you so I could talk my shit to you. You feel what I'm saying? Like how you talk your shit on Twitter and all that. Evidence. I was bent over so far in that picture. You can see. <laughs> no, no, no. Evidence that you've seen me in real life. That's all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I towered over you and Darren. I felt bad. I mean, you're. I saw what's the dude? What's five the dude inches name? taller than I am. Kevin. Kevin. Oh yeah, Kevin. Uh, MD Ravens. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw him at the um. What was that? The preseason game. I mean, I be saying a whole bunch of people. I don't really know who they is though, but they just be telling me their name, and I'm like, oh, uh, okay. Because I saw a couple people in um Cincy too. I yeah, I'm post sure some I more of my videos. Because I got so many son, videos, I got post. His son sniped me walking by you guys twice last year. While you guys were sitting there waiting for people to walk in, um, he he picked me out from like a quarter mile away. So that's how easy oh. I am to see coming in. I wear the purple camo pants and everything, so I'm I'm hard to miss. You know, I told him last the, the first home game. I told him take a picture of me and Ramy, right? But it was funny. He didn't even know he took the picture. He's like, damn, ain't nobody telling me. I guess I everybody on Twitter was like, damn, Trippy, you blew his cover. But I'm like. I mean, he used to do he used to do live streams with his face. He on had it. a like, whole video last year with uh, Brandon Copeland doing the uh, shaving the, his head. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Right. 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 So yeah. Like... <laughs> yeah. Ramy's twenty one now. Wild. Just turned twenty one today. Wild. Happy birthday, Ramy. Yeah. I Happy didn't birthday, think that, I thought that man still needed. I thought he needed parental supervision for trick or treating. Still, I ain't gonna lie. I mean, the amount of people that I've convinced that he looks like Caillou in real life is, is fucking astounding. When I turned twenty-one, we were fresh off nine eleven. Yeah, when I turned twenty-one, fucking Dickwad Lee Evans dropped the uh, game-winning touchdown in the end zone like six months later. So, yeah, okay. I still had nightmares from that game. I don't care. I don't give a fuck how long uh, that is. That's, so the the worst, worst, that's the worst. The worst. That's the worst. That was that was terrible. And then the double pass game at Gillette. I was there for that. It was so fucking oh, yeah. cold. I yeah, got, I, I see, got... I knew you were going to say that one, but I, I still think the Lee Evans drop is worse. You know, the only reason the double pass game was so bad, it was so fucking cold there. I bought two beers before kickoff. I put them down for the national anthem, and I picked them up, and there was fucking ice on top of them. Like, that was even cold for me. That was cold. You know, when, I, when I say it's cold, I'm like, it's, it's fucking cold. My wife bought um, a whole package of hand warmers. And at halftime, I had to go into the bathroom and, like, put, like, a whole package of hand warmers in her clothes. And she's like, otherwise, I'm not going to be able to make it through this. It was, it was fucking brutal. And then when, getting it's too cold, it, when it's too cold, it, it's like you lose all, all ability to, to just be, like, so rational I was, and intelligent. I was smart. I was smart. And I drank a lot. You know, there's two ways to cope with the cold is that you either don't go out in the cold or you drink a lot to be out in the cold. And so I was, I was intelligent. I was a seasoned veteran at that point and decided to drink a lot, but, um, which just made the loss that much worse. I got drilled in the back of the head by some fucking plastic Bud Light bottle by some, you know, dickwad Patriots fan and being some dumb kid from New Hampshire. But yeah. Uh, Damn. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Jake. Don't go to, Jake. Don't go to Gillette, Trippy. Yes. Yes. Do we, have a, do, we have, do we have a game this week? As a matter of fact, we do have a game this week. The Ravens have a home game against a team that used to play in Baltimore back before I was even alive, but they now reside in Indianapolis, the Indianapolis Colts. Are coming to Baltimore. Not sure who's going to be starting at quarterback. It depends if Anthony Richardson clears the concussion protocol because he got concussed against the Texans. So then it was Gardner Minshew, a.k.a. Josh Brolin from fucking uh, No Country for Old Men, starting at quarterback for them, Llewellyn Moss. 
But anyway, let's ask about it. Since it's two, since it's the day of the week of recording is not the day in which they've already revealed the uniform combination. I think it's high time. Not only do we make a prediction on the score, we make a prediction on the uniform combination. So because this is your field of expertise, Will, do you want to, I'll give you the option. Should we save you for last or do you want to knock her out the gate? Well, here's what I'm going to say. We have to preview the game before we can give predictions on it. So we got to preview. So, um, this is like Jake's first episode. Like, what the fuck's yeah. going on here, man? We got to preview the game we're, first. We're and then now. I'm going last. You think I'm going to give away my prediction before you fucking uh, slap dicks? No, I get to go last. I'm the uniform Fair. expert. All right. Just quick, pre- <laughs> quick, quick preview of the game. because I, I don't give know you a quick a, preview. I don't know if there's a ton to say. If I was looking forward to this game because I want to see Anthony Richardson play. I think of last year's quarterbacks, he's the most intriguing, Um, just physical freak and has, you know, the ability to be like a Lamar Jackson caliber game changing quarterback if he can put it all together. And he's got a head coach who kind of excels in that. If he's not playing, it's just going to be a long day for Indianapolis. And I, I do think that they're an okay team from top to bottom. They don't really have a ton of star power, but they don't really have a ton of flaws either. Um, you know, Minshew would obviously be a flaw because he's a backup quarterback for a reason. But honestly, like this is like, uh, you know, offense does the work again, you know, 28, 35, somewhere in that point range wise. And I think our defense does a good job containing their offense. No Jonathan Taylor as well. So again, like they really have no star power on offense there. Um, you know, big day for the defense, big day for the offense. I just, I, I think that we win fairly easily and obviously like Minshew magic can happen and they could turn this into a close game and you know maybe we stumble somewhere we shouldn't but you know a betting man like I think we're a seven and a half point favorite right now and I would say that we cover fairly easily we are also 2-0 against the spread um wise person my uncle once told me that you know good teams win great teams cover the spread so the Ravens have been a great team so far this year and I don't see that trend not continuing I don't disagree with any of that um I don't think the Colts are a formidable opponent. Um, even if I, I don't think it, de- de- I don't think it really matters who the quarterback is because Gardner Minshew, um, he is, you know, he's a good backup quarterback, but he's he's not a scary starting quarterback. Um, so you know, if he starts, then I, I don't care. And Anthony Richardson has a lot of uh, upside, and I think he's going to be really good. But it's his third game, if he even plays, and the Ravens eat rookie quarterbacks alive. So, um, I just, and it's I'm also not... at MNT is important to yeah. point out. I mean, again, like that's just a whole different vibe, you know, right. going there. Like, well, it, we it just, is a well, we just, we just saw it with CJ Stroud, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, I mean, you have a rookie quarterback in front of that crowd, and you know, I, I saw them catch some flack, but you know, you play, uh, enter Sandman before the fourth quarter starts. Like, you know, you have the seven nation army playing, like it's just a, it's a different vibe. And yeah. I don't know if rookie quarterbacks are, are ready to deal with that. Right. And uh, there's nothing really remarkable about the, the defense. And I feel like the Ravens offense is, um, you know, week one, they were, there was nothing really remarkable about them at all. They, they, they scored 25 points and that's really like, you can't take that yeah. away from them. But um I honestly like you think back and I'm like, I don't really remember a single play that they ran. There was nothing really like memorable about it. Week two, I think the whole offense took a step forward. We were talking about how the spacing was uh, was better and um, obviously wide receivers. And so we scored two touchdowns through the air. 
So like, we're not just relying on the ground, but we ran for 178 yards. So it's super balanced offense. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't see the Colts defense being able really to keep up with this offense. Um, the offensive line last week was good to the point where it like shocked people. And I think like Drew mentioned earlier was the, the best uh, offensive line performance, the, the, the least amount of pressure that Lamar's ever seen in a game and in, in his prep professional career. So, um, you know, I, I still think it's not fair to expect that <clears throat> out of that offensive line unit, the depleted offensive line unit every single week, but we know they're capable of being really good. So, well, um, and imagine if Linderbaum or Stanley comes back to, right. Yeah, exactly. We don't know where, is, where anybody is. with yeah, their injuries. Well, and that, this is the, the side of Harbaugh that I hate when he says things are week to week, like, you know, maybe we're not seeing Linderbaum till week five, but also if Linderbaum's out there on Sunday, would you be shocked? Probably right. not. Exactly. And Ron, like, Ron, Ron yeah. is a little bit more, um, I don't want to call him soft because people get well, no, he's going to be Ron, he, he, he is going to be and well he's going to be more careful because he went through yeah. a horrific recovery situation but mm-hmm. um fuck uh sorry the Orioles are doing everything they can to not end this game um real shame well they're mm-hmm. still up by four runs but they're just like there's just a wild pitch there's fucking it's there's two outs and it's 1-1 one, one. Poor, poorly managed poorly managed that's why <laughs> yeah right um where was I? You were saying that Patrick Ricard is the greatest player in the NFL, and you were just going to talk about how, what a, what a difference that he makes to the offensive line. That that wild pitch no, really you, derailed you, my whole. You brain. was talking yeah. talk about Ron. You was talking about Ronnie Stanley. Oh yeah, no. So Ronnie yeah. Stanley is naturally going to be more careful, but yeah. Um, the but but like an injury like Linderbaum has, and even like Stanley has, it's not the same thing as when a tight end has it, or a running back, or a quarterback, or a wide receiver. Or, you know, any 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 player that relies heavily on their athleticism, um, offensive linemen can brace up, tape up and and, you know, injuries that are going to limit a player who is relying on change of direction. And yeah, they're not making, you know, offensive linemen isn't trying to shake a linebacker in the open field. They're trying to, you know, fucking drill the linebacker and make contact. Right. So. So in fact, some offensive linemen would probably benefit or like even milk it and have braces on their knees that are super stiff because they don't want to be moved laterally, you know? So like some of these injuries uh, are not as serious or they're very different when they occur for uh, an offensive lineman. So we don't really know when we're going to see Ronnie Stanley or Linderbaum back. And like you said, it could be this week. You really never know. So Trippy, who are your offensive guys to look for? Because I always look at the parlays you post. And you always seem to nail some somebody's scoring that nobody else really thinks of scoring. So who do you yeah. think is having a big week? Um, definitely going to put Mark Andrews on there. I think – I ain't put Zay Flowers on there this week, but I think he going to score this week too. And probably like a Gus Edwards. I'm going to go with them three so far. I like that. Um, and, you know, Gus and Justice has been quite the duo out of the backfield, I do have to say. Like, they, they look yeah. good. Justice Hill looks like he's like been and he has, but he's been waiting for this, you know, opportunity his whole career. And he's gonna make the most out of it. He's running he's running angry this year. He's running different. And I like that. I'm glad he's getting a shot. Like I, I've always kind of liked him, you know, this the special teams guy, you know, knows the grindstone. He doesn't really cry for the ball too much. And now he's getting an opportunity. He's doing the most with it too. So uh, I'm a fan of his. Yeah, you're a fan of Melvin Gordon too, right? <laughs> eh, as long as he doesn't fumble. As long as he doesn't fumble, I'm just hoping he keeps the seat warm for Keaton Mitchell. That that's the guy to look for. I mean, I felt like going into the year, 
that Keaton Mitchell might have been your 2024 starting running back before anything happened with J.K. and now everything that's happened with J.K., I feel like that guy's got a legitimate shot. And he's got just game-changing speed, and he just ran different in the preseason too. So, And he can catch the ball out of the backfield, which is something that Munkin seems to value, which is why I think Justice Hill is doing so well. So I don't know. I, you know, It's all about keeping that, uh, that seat warm for Keaton Mitchell for me. So if you're going to put Melvin Gordon in the game and he doesn't fumble, then I'll live with him. Yeah, week five. I was telling people on Twitter, like, week five might be the game. Keaton Mitchell come up and do his thing against the Steelers and, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's a true. great way to – it's a great way to welcome yourself to Baltimore as you come and fucking, you know, shove it up the Steelers' ass. So, Because, look, this, this, an, this is another thing I wanted to say, like, nothing against, like, Gus Edwards or um, Hill. Like, on a couple runs, like, them outside runs, I felt like if Keaton Mitchells was out there – he could turn like it up it, real like, quick. Yeah, yeah bro. He could like, cut it up field. Been to the house, you feel me? Like yep. easily. You know what I mean? I not saying like it's nothing wrong with the other running backs, but I'm just saying like with that speed he got, like to get to the outside, like yeah. Gus is a um a largely boring running back. Of he's going to get you six or seven yards of carry. He's he's a one cut. Know, he's a one cut yeah, running back. He's a one. He's a one cut, and he's going to jam it down your throat. But he doesn't have that put away speed. But Keen Mitchell has that. So, yeah, yeah, he comes back. He he's he could be dangerous in this offense. Trippy, don't you don't you think? I uh, I love the way Justice Hill's been running the ball this year. Yeah, I mean to be honest with you, I've always been a big fan of Justin. I mean Justice Hill, like because I like <laughs> I, I I like that's what I be saying about like you know like some Raven fans like that's why I always say like we just ungrateful. You know, some people was just so quick to get rid of him, like oh this and that. But, like, even last year when he got some plays, you could see, like, the potential. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, well, and then, and then he had that brutal fumble. I think it was against the yeah. Jaguars. Was it the no, Jaguars? No, 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 no. no or the Giants? The Giants? It was against the Browns. It was against the Browns. It was okay. the home game against the Browns. Uh, Gus had the fumble against the uh, Jaguars. Okay. okay. You're right. You're right. But yeah. he just, you know what I mean? He just, and then he can catch out the backfield. You feel me? But, you know, a lot yeah, of people yeah. was like, man, get rid of him. But. And plus, he plays special teams, so now he getting his opportunity. To, like, I like that. Like, feel, I liked you know, it. I, I liked when we took him. I liked. I liked his skill set. And then for the first couple of years, the only lasting memory I had of him really was, uh, I I believe it was the play uh, in the Tennessee playoff game, maybe where uh, Hollywood had that incredible catch. Remember that one? That was yeah, like down I mean, the right side. He caught it like off his helmet, and I believe that Justice Hill was just like he was. He was on the field for the play, and he's just running alongside the play the entire time. Yeah, yeah, I, I remember. <laughs> I was Justice like, "What Hill are you was, doing? How did why, how'd you even end up there?" I remember Justice Hill ran for like a buck thirty in that COVID, that random Tuesday COVID game that yeah, we had yeah, against the yeah. Steelers too, where like we had like fucking no names playing. Like I felt like we signed homeless people off the street to, to, you know, show up to that game and play. And then justice Hill just shows up and fucking balls out. And that was like yeah. the one real opportunity that he had. So he's all, I'd say he's, I think he's just like, he's, I like him because he's always made like he, when he gets opportunities, he takes advantage of them. There's been a couple of, of missteps, but again, when a guy's not getting a lot of touches, it's like, how, I don't know if you, you know, the mistakes stand out. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. But like, yeah, he's been really, really good. Well, and I, and now, I love that he's, he's getting never extended. The ball. Yeah, right. Exactly. Now <laughs> he's, he's getting an extended opportunity, and he's really actually doing something with it. I just like every time he touches the ball, it's not that it's like 
oh, he could break it for a touchdown every time. It's just like he's running hard as fuck. He's finishing plays. And that's and like you can tell he, you know, he's having fun too. Like well, he, and he's... yeah, yeah. We've seen a lot of running backs through the past three years because we've had the injuries and it's just like they always keep the, the cupboard full. But Man, the when he when when he takes the ball, he reminds me of like a, like a high school or a college running back. The way they like stomp through the like they just take the handoff. So and I go. was I was gonna compare him to like a you know Buck Allen or um, yeah yeah Ter- or Terrence West or Alex Collins of like guys that you didn't expect to get carries when the season started. Right. But you know, you give them the carries and they do well, and you're like Alex oh, Collins is actually a perfect comp for Justice yeah. Hill. Well, and Alex Collins, too, had the same kind of, like, attitude about it of, like, RIP, but also, like, you know, when they would interview him and stuff, he's just like, I'm just fucking having fun being an NFL running back. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm just, I'm just here for the ride. So I, I, I like that attitude about Justice Hill of, you know, humble enough to know that maybe this is the only shot that he's going to get this year, but he's going to make the most out of it. You're right. He might earn himself some money this year. Hopefully he does. Yeah. And and yeah, honestly, I mean, honestly, hopefully he does. You know, like maybe he graduates into the the Gus Edwards RB two role with the Ravens, or I could even see him being like a, a James White kind of guy with the Patriots, or a, right, uh, right. Kevin Fa- or a Kevin Falk. You know, somebody like that. Uh, yeah. You know, just has that very specific skill set that teams will always value, and is a good locker room guy. So right. Yep. I would happily take that. All right. So do we do score predictions now, and then we'll get into Jersey Jersey combos since Jake is clearly asleep at the wheel here. Always. Do we want to do both? Xavier like Renegade Angel, man. Yeah. I would do I both mean, at, at least, the same time. At least this isn't like at least this isn't like fucked up Sesame Street or some fucking distracting shit like you usually have back there. So I'll fuck I'll fucking Wonder Shows in. Yeah, nah, this 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 is worse than Wonder Shows and that much I can tell you just don't watch it. Avoid it. <laughs> I, I usually don't watch. I, I usually don't watch the things you have in the background because it terrifies me. Because God only knows what's going to happen on my screen. That's Fucking F, 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 FBI kicking down my door, being like, "Why the fuck are you watching this?" Like, yeah. Nah, All right, so score- bitches ain't gonna do nothing. Do we ask anyway. Trippy though? Do we ask Trippy what he thought about the game? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got Trippy's touchdown scores. Tri- do you have anybody on defense you think is going to pop off too, Trippy? Oh, has Broderick Washington bought you your chicken box yet? Oh, no, he ain't get it yet, but he said we definitely going to go out. I asked he was talking to his family, and I'm like, y'all don't know what a chicken But they said down south, that's what is a chicken box. But I told, you know, his family, we all can go out and, you know, get a chicken box. He definitely said he got me, though. But I that's ain't good. pressing him, you know what I mean? Because right now we focus on the Super Bowl. But whenever he ready, yeah, we definitely can go for that chicken box. Well, you should let him know. First day he buys you a chicken box, you're going to get, like, three sacks in the game. That's just a given. You know, that, that 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 would be positive karma coming back to him. If he, he buys you a chicken box, then he gets, you know, three sacks. Just going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to run that bomb, yeah. Yeah, you, you got you to gotta let him know. You know, he gives back to you, and then good things are going to happen. Makes sense. You tell him it's his own 32. That's his own 32 guarantee. He takes you off for a chicken box. He's going to have a career game next week. It's just, it's going to happen. Maybe, yeah, maybe on the buy yeah, he need to get it this week then. No, he need to get it this week or the, within the and, next two weeks because we got the Browns see, and the Steelers coming up. He's been having a, a quiet good year of like he's not showing up on the stat sheet, but every time I see him in there, he's you know causing mayhem. So I, I like him. I like him. I mean, I he just do, like just do your job. You feel me? That's yeah. all I tell him. Just do your job. He, I mean, at, so, at some come. point, at some point, they're going to stop blocking him and they're going to start blocking a job or away. So you know, and then that'll open things up for him. And he's a guy who will convert on it too. So 
You know, I I, I I always have faith in him showing up when it matters. All right, so for game score-wise, I'm thinking we win, I'm going to call 34-17. Um, I think we're going to get a Zay Flowers touchdown. I'm with Trippy on that. I think we get a Justice Hill touchdown. I'm putting money on a Patrick Ricard touchdown again. I'm going to keep putting money on that till it happens this year. Are you, so, are you um, going to give? Yeah, you're going to give like a give a like a your your pick, the Drew pick. My my pick, my pick. So last week Ricard was plus three thousand score touchdown. Yeah, and by the way, know. I checked there. The player props are not handicapped yet. Yeah, so they, we 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 don't have those. Yeah, but whatever it is this week, I'm putting ten bucks on it. So hey, okay. hey, hey Drew, gonna, you know what? I'm going to do the same thing, Drew. And hopefully we hit. Yeah. Guess what? Every week I see Todd Munger, I say, hey, Todd, I need something, something, something. He always shake his head. But I'm going to let him know, man. Get my man Project Pat the ball this week. Yeah. Nah, let, man. Fucking let Pat cook. Let, let, let Pat hey, cook. You know what? I need a Pat hey, I, okay, so I like what Trippy's saying here. I think we should all tail each other's bets for, for, yeah. for good vibes. For, for the rest of the year, until it happens, I am putting money on a Patrick Ricard touchdown. Yeah, yeah I'm right. doing that too. So I'll bet yours. You'll bet mine. And vice versa, and Trippy, you're you're in too. I usually put a little variation. Yeah, Jake, li- Jake lives in a communist society where they're not allowed to gamble. No, I ain't gonna lie. I might that's, just throw that's a fact. Those score. commie fucks have Lamar yeah. three hundred yards. They they the score. They over seven. You say yards. Lamar three hundred yards? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't. I'm Lamar sorry. owns the Listen, Lamar no, I like that. I'm just making sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it's a it's a Pat touchdown this week. It's a Zay touchdown this week. And I got to look at what Lamar's um, odds are going to be on passing yards. All right, all right. So hold on, like hold on. Here's what I'm okay. Here, here, here's what I'll say. I'm going to put a disclaimer out on the the recorded version of the podcast. We're going to put our official picks out on the Zone Thirty Two um, Twitter account, and that'll be we'll we'll put it out by by Sunday morning, if not sooner. Yeah. We'll keep an eye on the odds because, like last week, I bet Raven like what my my can't miss. I believe my lock of the week was Ravens money line via visionless Dave and that hit, but I got it at one plus one fifty. You got it at plus one thirty eight. So you lost a little bit of juice there. Yeah, I put it in a little late. Um I did hit on a Lamar prop too, so I was good with that. But yeah, um, no, I hit a couple too. I hit I, I hit also, a, I I also got that, shamed. So good. I would also like to say I got shamed. So my my football pool um that I've done for a couple of years now, it's a pick sixteen pool. Um, I submit a paper card every week, and Will shamed me for it. So yeah, I would just where do you where do you submit it? it, it I can't say that. Otherwise, there would be um, people at your house. So um, well, I'm we, just we like, we, we, just had like this, we had this conversation, gen- had this conversation gen- last week. I don't, no, I, just, don't, I don't, no, no, no. Just generally, like, what kind of an apparatus receives your paper that you're writing I, on with a I, pencil? I, 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 I walk up to a guy. I'm not going to say his name because if the odd chance well, that he comes across the podcast, I don't, don't want to. I don't. I don't want to know his name. I I sign my name. I'm a, I'm assigned a number. Um, I put that number on the card. I put my name on the card. I fold it up. I put it in an envelope and I hand it to him at his place of employment. Okay. All right. <laughs> and it's it's, well, it's taken so, care of from there. Okay. So that that in and of itself is fucking weird as shit. But the bigger issue that I have is that Drew said 600 people do this. So I'm like, who is processing these pieces of paper? <laughs> the fuck do I know? But he gives me a sheet every week of everybody in the pool and there's no names on it. It's only numbers. And he's got all 600 of them on there. And my number's always right. So are they written so in pencil or are they? No, printed? It's, it's printed. It's printed. Okay. All right. At least after they receive the 600 fucking pieces of paper with 16 different uh, picks on it. 
for each person. I mean, yeah. the math on this is, is astronomical. Whoever, yeah. this is some operation they got going on there. But it's, so it's a wild after operation. they do all that, at least they put it into a fucking computer so the computer can do the rest of the work. But Jesus fucking Christ, I don't know how you got linked up with this organization, but goddamn, they're doing, yeah. they're, they're, they're wasting a lot of, of, of manpower resources here. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm not going to ask questions if I, if I hit, so usually the winner has like, you know, 13, 14 a week. I've hit twice. It's, it's very, very profitable when you hit on those weeks. Um, and actually on top of that, they do a pick five, which I don't participate in because I always get four out of five and the winner gets five out of five. Yeah, yeah. Off, so yeah. so I've stopped, uh, stopped donating to that cause, but, um, I don't yeah, listen. Yeah. I'm all, I'm all about you. Like any way you want to get in on the action, whatever, that's cool. It's just like, it seems very inefficient to me to do a paper thing and have you put it in a fucking envelope and hand it to some guy. I'm, I'm sure there is some rationale behind why he doesn't want it emailed to him or whatever, or fucking, you know, doesn't, you know, but he's putting it into a fucking computer. I, I don't question that, man. That, that's not a kind of guy I ask questions to. Right. Um, <laughs> you, you've, you've met me. You've met me. You've seen how I operate online. I ask a lot of questions to a lot of people that I probably shouldn't. He's not one that I'm asking questions to. Right, I got you. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> All right, so it just seems uh, like the like tell them to give me a call. I'll I'll, I'll streamline their process for them or something. I don't hey, know. Look, you, yeah, you know another you know another thing I'm I'm gonna start betting on because look I want to tell you something real quick. My man Juice that be on um Twitter. Oh, I like I'm, Juice. That's a good yeah, guy. And look, and look, I guarantee right. It's crazy because if I wasn't like if I ain't go to the stadium all early and started drinking, I probably would have tailed this ticket. He had Lamar two passing touchdowns. Lamar two hundred yards. But he did the reception. See, I keep forgetting to do total receptions. Okay. Yeah, Mark, Mark Andrews over four and a half. They over three and a half. Odell over two and a half. Then he had Gus 40 rushing yards. Lamar 50 yards. You feel me? So God damn. This man had like an 11, bro, 11 leg parlay. Bro, it was 13. It was 13,316. That was the odds. That was a main I like payout. I, I think all that was plus money. All that was plus money right there. Yeah. Yeah, so that that's so that's the Lamar thing for me when I look at his lines of his passing yards of you know anything between two fifty and three hundred makes sense to me, but I gotta see what's the most um you know if I can bet two fifty and that's plus two hundred like that's yeah that's a no brainer pick for me, but if it's yeah. you know plus one ten at two fifty and it's you know plus two fifty at three hundred yards I'll I'll throw the money on the three hundred yards there so I gotta see when those lines come out but um yeah so thirty four seventeen final score. Um, you gotta kind of hold on. By the way, did the... you steal that? Did you steal that from Big Dog Dad? No, he had thirty-one seventeen. Okay. Yes, yeah, I think two field goals for Tucker. So he only had you know one. So I have a little bit more faith in Tucker than him. He missed one last week, so he's due for two this week. Um, so I got thirty-four seventeen. You know, Ricard anytime touchdown, Zay Flowers anytime touchdown are locks for me. Uh, I got to see the Lamar, you know, individual prop lines there before I weigh in on what I'm going to put there. And I think for a jersey combo, I think we go black top, purple pink. I think that's got to be the move this week. I think we bust those up. That's one, one of go my favorite. Go back to Monday combos. Night Football. Hey, Drew, yeah. you still have like my ideas, Drew. That's the same. Oh, so you, you, are, you are black, purple. There we go. Yeah. That just makes me feel more confident that that's a choice than if other people are thinking that same wavelength. Well, I mean, or purple top, black pants. I mean, either combo, I like either one. Yes, I, I like I like the purple pants better than the black pants. That's the only reason I want that that direction. I don't know. I, I like the way the black top and the purple pants look better than the purple top and the black pants. But I have no issues with purple and black. Yeah. Any combo that. What do you got for a score, Trippy? Um, I'm gonna go with forty-two seventeen. I like it. Forty-two I like the seventeen. Score. 
I could see us putting up some points. Cause I, I think, cause you gotta think about it. Like we what we beat the Bengals, but we only put up what twenty five against the Texans. And I think the offense, nobody want to see like the shows, you know, at the bank. So yeah, so we're due for a big show. We're yeah. due for a big show at the bank. I like it. All right, Jake, where you got? Hold on, and and Trippy's uh, uniform is the same pick as yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, black tie, black tie, purple, purple pants. There we go. I like it. Well, while y'all were talking, I decided because I was curious what the weather was going to be like in Baltimore. Because originally, I had a bad feeling it was going to be purple jerseys, white pants. I took a look at the weather and saw it's supposed to rain and be seventy-four out. So I thought to myself, if it's going to be overcast. Then go bring out the white pants. So I'm thinking. The other combination, purple jerseys, black pants, Ravens win 27 to 19. Actually, no, 27 to 16. Flip that. Three field goals for whoever the hell the kicker, whoever the kicker the Colts is. That, uh, that glass, that glass is wearing fuck, isn't it? Uh, Blankenship. <laughs> he got cut. No, no he way. Got he had to have been cut no, after that Monday night. He got game. cut. There's he got no cut. way. Yeah. yeah, he got I think it's the old Browns last, kicker, Chase McLaughlin, right? Oh, could be him too. I don't know. Blanket chip, I think actually, because he was a uh, he was a Michigan guy, right? No, no, he, he was a Georgia, Georgia guy. guy. Oh, Georgia. Okay. Was there a nerd Jake who Alton. wore? Huh? Are you thinking of Jake Moody? Maybe he's the San San Francisco kicker. No, he wore glasses yeah, he too, is. right? He did at some point. He doesn't always wear them. Okay, I I just I have a vivid memory of a Michigan kicker who was a nerd. Well, yeah, I mean, kickers are mostly nerds. So no, no, was... no, a ner- four-eyed nerd. Four-eyed so nerd. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Drew's <laughs> like, all right, I'm gonna hold on. Huh? I'm gonna filter this out a little bit. A four-eyed nerd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think there was one of the. Yeah, it could be. Could be. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here for the Michigan slander with your fucking. You know, we, we Rudy was about us seventy-five years ago. So, oh, you a pretty... Michigan fan, right? Yeah, I'm a Michigan fan. I'm the oh, smart yeah, yeah, Jake yeah, yeah. and I. Jake but I post my video. What, 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 y'all, what, what, what y'all usually say? What? One pride? Yeah, go blue. No, because look, I got a, a quick story to tell you. When I went to the game, right, I ain't never posted a video. I probably posted later and, I, and you could retweet it. I was talking, you know, I always like to talk to Raven fans. So I'm like, oh, my man got the Jabo jersey on. He was like, man, I ain't gonna lie, I'm a Lions fan. So I'm like, what the fuck, a Lions fan? Then I thought about it like, oh, a Michigan fan. So yeah, when so we got inside. Yeah, so look, when we got inside the stadium, he was trying to get the jersey signed. So, you know, I made my moves and shit. Yo, Jabo came over there and signed this jersey. So I I had to say that on the podcast. Like, shout out Michigan. I ain't no big Michigan fan, though, but you know, because I feel like Maryland going to beat them this year. But we we, we we're talking no, about that another nope. week. <laughs> nope. Blake, Blake Corum, Heisman. J.J. Uh, McCarthy is a Heisman finalist, and they're going to win the national championship this year. Unbiased, unbiased decisions by me there, but yeah. I mean, it's definitely. I ain't gonna lie, though, Drew. It's definitely set up for y'all to win it this year because y'all had yeah. a couple years to win it. And like Ohio State ain't looking like they're gonna do it. Georgia's still looking a little iffy. Um, I, love I love Ryan Day. I love Ryan Day. He's my favorite. He's my favorite Ohio State coach of all time. Ryan Day, great, great human being. It might you know Can't what it be might man. be? I think it might be Texas and Michigan in the final in the playoffs, the finals. Uh, I could see it, but I just don't trust that Quinn Ewers. So, you know, I would take Michigan any day of the week. If if they're playing Texas, I'm in. I'm in. That that's that's a fucking dream dream matchup for me. Florida State's the other one that you gotta watch out for because uh ACC is kinda weak. And you know, they, Florida they've State, served... they try. I'm sorry, bro. They yeah, no, they I, I agree. They're not good, but their conference is also then they just play then they just play up the street from you the other day? Yeah, yeah, they played at Boston College and almost lost. They couldn't that, cover uh, the spread. Come on, man. Yeah, that, 
that that red bandana game is a uh, is a is a trap for anybody coming in. Boston College, bad be lucky. Uh, I mean, not Boston College. Uh, Florida State, bad be lucky. <laughs> they still ain't had their flowers because uh, they probably oh, won yeah. that game. <laughs> or they're lucky that you know Boston College doesn't have a kicker who can make an extra point. That's why that didn't go to overtime because they uh, they miss they miss an extra point and then they end up going for two and couldn't couldn't get the uh, wide receiver couldn't get the foot down in the back of the end zone. So you know that that kicker makes the extra point, and then that second touchdown is to tie it. So I don't know. Then Florida State would have been in trouble, but. Yeah, and then I don't know. With all the hype too, I, I you got to watch Colorado. I, I don't know if they're as good as people make them out to be, but you know they're the kind of team that the uh, playoff committee will look kindly on. I feel like if they if they stay undefeated. Hey, I have a question. Yeah, can I can I make my prediction? Yes. Well, Jake's got it first, but I already did. White jersey, when well, no, yeah. purple jerseys, black pants, twenty seven sixteen Ravens. You were going back and forth, Buckner. You were going back and forth. Yeah, uh, sixteen Twenty seven sixteen. It'll be a two score okay. game. They'll cover. Right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. 47-16? No. 27. 27. Okay. All right. 27. How the fuck? I've never even heard of 47 scored in a, in a football game before. We'd have to do some real math to get there. Okay. All right. That'd be some scorigami shit. So, Jake, you stole my my jersey combination. I think we're going purple jerseys, black pants. I think so we all agree on the purple. Be- we all agree on a purple yeah. and black combo. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I think I think it's a flip flop from last time. Uh, the uh, last time we played them was black jerseys, purple pants, which is the most rare of all uh, of the of the uh, the unicorns out there. But um, yeah, I think purple jerseys, black pants. Uh, I think Jake made some good points, but I believe they picked these jersey combinations before they know the weather. Allegedly. That's fair. That's what we were told. We were told that, but then we were also told that your spreadsheet was shared with a certain. Yeah, you know what? No, no, no. no. What we were told actually (laughs) is that a certain number of games had to be a certain number of of combinations. I don't really even know why that's the case. Maybe it's the Nike agreement or whatever. Um, Yeah. But yeah, so that's what we were told. But no, I think uh, and purple jerseys, black pants is also pretty rare, but not nearly as rare. Hold on. I have the spreadsheet up. One second. Oh, it went away. Okay, hold on. They need to bring the mustards back. Sorry, I'm joking. All right, so <laughs> we'll almost kick you out of the podcast for that. The mustard, the mustard <laughs> pants, the mustard pants offend Will big time. So I want the black, mustard thousand percent black jerseys, purple pants is two and zero. Oh, so very, very rare. Actually, the only other combination as rare as that is the purple, purple non, uh, non color rush. Yeah, yep. which I, I love that combination. I just I'll never predict it because it's I mean it's so rare. Well, um, if they're gonna go purple purple, I feel they they just go color rush at this point. I like the yeah. purple purple better personally because uh the the stripes match. You don't like gold is really what it boils down to. You don't like our our no, no I'm gold. fine with it. I'm just saying like if you have white numbers and then you have a white stripe down the side of your your pants it's just a, a better like it, it correlates better. yeah but the color but, the color rush have the gold numbers and the gold stripes so yeah yeah they're they're different uniforms but so yeah i, mean, I, ain't, not, I ain't really a big fan of the color rush like that i like the purple like the, the regular purple yeah purple purple same um all right so black purple what you guys predicted both combinations yeah black purple black jersey purple pants uh two and oh Purple jersey, black pants, five and zero, oh, so more frequent. But both are undefeated, so can't go wrong here. Yeah, it stays right in line right. with our with our predictions of a win. What's your score total? My score is going to be thirty seven thirteen. 
All right. Nice 24 point victory. I'll take it. So trippy. If you're, and, and, if, and by the way, right now the spread is seven and a half. So, yeah. Yeah. We cover easily. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind that that's yeah. uh that, that's another lock to throw. Yeah, that, that, I think that is the zone 32 lock is we're, we're, Anybody who listens to this podcast and anybody who's on this podcast who who can place a bet either legally or by whatever means you decide to do it, if you're able to and you want to responsibly within your budget, um, bet Ravens money line until they don't cover or until they don't win, mm-hmm. I should say. Yeah. Um, you know, by responsibly, like throw your whole mortgage payment on it. You know, make sure you double that shit done. Yeah. <laughs> You you can cover two months of your mortgage if you hit this. When I know, you hit this, I, so. I guarantee you, I, you know, Trippy puts all his bets out there, but I bet he just by default has a Ravens money line bet every week. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't really put all my bets out there. I do my own. I just I just like to help. You know, when you see them odds looking a little high, like they over thirty. I mean, forty two and a half. Like oh that over yeah, thirty seven yeah. and a half. I mean, although I had one ticket, like oh that one ain't covered because he got hurt, but it's cool. But like that's like that's stuff that's supposed to hit. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta hop on top of that. Yep. You know, start like around Saturday, Sunday, them all start changing. So yeah, you know, catch that plus yeah. money sometimes. And and by the way, you bet if you just keep betting the Ravens money line, it's not like it's not a get rich quick scheme. But this is like investing in fucking Amazon. Like uh, the Ravens money line, it, when when they're they're giving seven and a half points. 10 points, you know, like whatever the, the, the wild ass spread is, if they're laying that many points, bet the money line, uh, you know, get, get a unit back. So, you know, unit up, whatever you need to do to, to net, to net positive, a full unit, do it. And then you can, you know, flip those winnings into some crazy parlay that you could eventually hit. So, right. Exactly. It's all about keeping that uh FanDuel account or DraftKings or whatever you use, you know, keeping that full. So Exactly. Right. Yep. And set, Set your limit when you win over the limit, withdraw to your limit. That's a, that's my rule always. Yeah. Never with never withdraw because then you get taxed on it. But um, you only get taxed on it if it's net over 600. So, you know, if you're a bad yeah, gambler, so, you're never going to get taxed on it. That's that's fair. I just never withdraw. You should keep all that money sitting in there and then you can blow it on dumb shit. That, that's, you know, I view that money when I put it in my FanDuel account as I'll never see it again. And then if I do see any of it at the end of the football season, then good for me. Well, that's what I, all I mean is whatever your schedule is for withdrawing, just, uh, you know, figure out where you want that account to be and then leave it right there. Take the rest away because that that's how you develop a problem. OK, yeah, we're all I know about, one, you know, I know one thing I would have been look, I know one thing I would have been up this weekend if I would have did what the hell I was supposed to do. But you know how sometimes you just talk and, and I forgot to do it like before the season started, they had like like. They, the odds was crazy, like for the Orioles to make the playoffs and win the division. And look what's going on now. Like they want, I mean, they going to the playoffs. I think like twenty dollars would have got you like five fifty. You feel me? Like that shit crazy. But I ain't never put the ticket in though. But I got them winning the World Series on one of my tickets. So me too, me too. I got plus eleven hundred. What do you got? Um, I think mine's like plus eighteen or fourteen. Why not? Okay, it's up there. It's up there though. I do not have any future Orioles tickets. So just yeah, just no, I know you probably put Boston on there. Drew, Drew bet get, Drew bet uh, Gunnar Henderson to win the Rookie of the Year last year. I bet Tristan Cassis because I'm smart. Yeah, that, that's a, that's a, a very smart bet. Oh, see if I hit if I hit that and Tristan Cassis wins Rookie of the Year, like you're you're never gonna hear the end. 
I might actually buy an Neither ad. Neither one of I those things is going to happen. That's one of the stupid I might actually things. buy an ad. I might actually buy an ad in like your local newspaper and make sure it gets hand delivered to your house. <laughs> if that happens, just with the winnings. I don't even want the money. I just want to rub it in your face that Tristan Cassis won rookie in the year. So, um, so trippy on Sunday. There's been uh, some rumors coming out that Odell and Kim Kardashian are like a thing now. If you see Kim Kardashian coming to MT, you got to find a way to turn her around and send her home. We, we can't be having her bring bad luck to the team. Yeah, Kardashian, right. Kardashian, yeah. Kardashian curse is a real thing. We can't be having that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to holler at the Ravens and then make sure security and then like, look, like I don't know because like we don't need no bad juju this year. No, no yeah, bad she, juju. I mean, no offense to her, I'm sure she's a very nice person, but we just can't. We got Super Bowl to win. We can't be having her hanging around. Be bad. She she can be a fan from a distance. I'm okay with her supporting from home, but supporting in the stadiums just seems like bad luck. Yeah. We don't yeah. need Drake. Ken- we don't Kendall, need her Kendall and Kylie yeah. can come. No, none of them. A- a- anybody the Jenners. The Jenners. They maybe Jenners, though. Maybe. Yeah, the Jenners, I, cool. I, uh, Jenners are cool. They can be fans, just not inside of, you know, the confines of M&T. Make that's sure you have them a Pepsi. Yeah, that's how you cure um, any problems in the world is Kendall Jenner gives somebody a Pepsi. So. Yep, or that's right. Uh, I don't even remember which one it was, but yeah. That's <laughs> one, one of those two. Two that was, that was a wild commercial that I've seen in my entire life. Yeah, so Trippy, you, you, Trippy, you're on Drake and Kardashian control. Um, so you see any of them trying to sneak into the stadium? You just gotta, you gotta stop that quick. Yeah, man, we don't need, we don't need none of that. And I was sitting here thinking, I, 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 but you know what I was telling people though, like, like I'm surprised Drake wasn't at the first game because you know he a big Houston like he's on tour, man. Oh, oh yeah, right, 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 he on tour. But I'm pretty sure he gonna come to a game this year. Oh yeah, I'm sure. It's, I, I can see it coming though. Yeah, we can't, we can't, we gotta, we gotta stop that. I don't know, I don't know how, I don't know how I'm gonna stop that, but I'll make it happen. Well, you'll yeah, be there. So, like- yeah, you, you and Trip, so Trippy can like distract him with, with, you know, like screaming, you know, anything with a Baltimore accent to just distract him. Maybe OBJ will be involved and he'll be like a, a decoy or something. And then you can, can come in and, and Basically take remote. care of business. The yeah. last, the last, the last time a Canadian superstar came to a Ravens game, Lamar got hurt and didn't play again. So I feel like we just can't have that happening. Again. Yeah, I, so, I know exactly who you talked about. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. we, we like Cole. Cole's a friend of the program, but you know, he he came, he came, and then Lamar got hurt. So we can't be having that again. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're uh, cold. Yeah, I, I don't know. We just gotta we, we gotta we gotta stay vigilant here. And make sure that um you know any bad juju stays out of the stadium. Again, that's right. I, I hope the Kurt, I hope the Kardashians support from home. It'd be nice to have them. Uh, you know, they could rally. They, honestly, if we can get a Kardashian to tweet a trippy fan of the year link, I feel like you'd win hands down. So that'd be some real shit. Yeah. So maybe we'll. Yeah. You know, just not inside the stadium from home. From home, please, Kim. Kim, I'm talking yeah, to you. Kim, I mean, Kim. I ain't gonna lie though. If she comes to the game though, Drew. If she let me hold her phone and I can tweet that out real quick, she might can stay at the game though. All right, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. If if you if you broker that deal and you say, Kim, you can come in if you tweet out this link to get people to vote for me for fan of the year, then I'm cool with that. Because then she's doing something for us. You know what I mean? She's she's putting good karma out there in the air. So can't call Kim, that equivalent exchange. Kim Kim's an avid zone thirty two listener, so I'm sure she'll hear, she'll hear this. That's right. Big time. But anywho, that's gonna do it for this week's installment. We will be back to discuss this, that, and the other, recap week three, go into week four. But meanwhile, <clears throat> it's time for me to die. Ah! Yeah! Yes! That was the best one in weeks. Yes! That was perfect. Zone, zone 32. 32.